You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Well, let's take that journey into mystery via the web. That's right. Ah. <laughs> As we, Ian and myself, welcome Alex back to the show to talk about Spider-Man from 20, 2002. 2002. That's how you say that back then. Yep. yep. <laughs> back when you couldn't say 20 and it was uh, weird. It really was. What are you supposed to say? Ought to? <laughs> Uh, works, yeah. I played a Slugfest game that said 2004, so maybe you could get away with it. You just have to say O for the second one. Oh, okay. Uh, it's still dumb no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could just say O2. O2. Yeah. So yeah, Spider-Man from all the way back in O2, the OG Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, J.K. Simmons, Spider-Man I think it's going to be a great time. Absolutely. Also, thank you for having me. I didn't say that a second ago because we got <laughs> derailed by the joke. But again, thank you. Well, thank I've you for coming look- back. I've been looking forward to these movies uh, because, spoiler alert, anybody out there in Chatland and in Futureland, uh, Malfoy's slotted in. He's slated in for all of the Spider-Man movies, all, all three Sam Raimi films. Oh yeah. So like I've been re- I've been waiting for this. If you don't know, I call Alex Malfoy. He's my best damn friend in the whole damn world, and I love listening to him talk about movies because he gets so fired up about important things and not at all important things in a movie. <laughs> it's mainly the tedious small things that only I feel like noticed. But you know, you know, I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, that's what this show is about, if anything. The small, tedious things that get us fired up. (laughs) Oh, man. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about the MCU and where we're at right now. Because Thor Love and Thunder has reportedly uh, wrapped filming, as we saw in the super jacked (laughs) Chris Hemsworth picture that, that was released. Like, what the hell? The dude is yoked. Like, I've known that he's, like, a muscle-bound dude. I think he's on PEDs, though. Okay, you're going to have to fill me in. I do not know what a PED what is, is. What is a PED? I'm uh, just somebody who, like, oh. oh, duh. How am I an idiot about that? Mitch, we can edit that out, right? We could. <laughs> not going to. Okay. Uh, shut up. We need some room noise for the edit. <laughs> Damn it, oh. Mitch. <laughs> I think, uh... I think, um, well, my brother, who may or may not know a thing or two about performance-enhancing drugs, told me that uh, Chris Hemsworth is, I think, either on steroids or SARMs. But yeah, I mean, he's not like an athlete. He just has nothing to like hold against it. Also, I, it's Disney money, so they're going to invest. <laughs> I mean, it's we, we know the same thing happens with Sylvester Stallone. He's, he's admitted to that. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's admitted to it. So they're, they're, you're right. They're, they're actors. They're not... They're not athletes. 
Hold up, is this is this Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was still competing? No, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor. Okay, I was gonna say that does ruin my my perception of of Mystery Universe, but uh, if it was while he was an actor, screw it, dude, do you get yeah. big, get jacked? Do but, it. Those Hemsworth arms are Hemworth, Hemsworth trees. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to undercut the work that guy does. I'm just saying, chemically, he's you know, probably not a normal person. <laughs> well, I, I someone else also pointed out that he's probably getting into as big as arm shape as he can for his role as a Hulk Hogan in the Hulk Hogan biopic that he's going to be doing next. Mm. Yeah, probably. Whoa. That's actually perfect. That's amazing. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for that. That's cool. I hadn't heard about that. So real quick, while we're still talking about this guy's arms, Magic Bullock says it's all CGI. They're fake. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't doubt that either. But however, Magic Bollocks has been looking up to Kamil Johnny for quite a while now. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Case. Welcome in. And hello, Case, in the future. Um, <clears throat> Case just said he's literally being paid to be arms man person. Yes. Yeah. He, he gets paid by Disney to work out, eat properly from a chef that they paid, and then just look cool all the time. And that's okay. It's good work if you can get it. If you can get the work, by all means, get the work. <laughs> Um, have you guys uh, seen the interview with, I think it's Rob McElhenney, I forget how to say his last name, from Always Sunny. He mm-hmm. plays Mac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about how on that show, like one season, he just got ripped for no reason. And he was like, if a show or a producer is willing to pay me enough, I'll, I'll do whatever. You, you want me to get buff? Sure. Like You want me to get super fat like he did one season? Just got super fucking fat? He was like, yeah, they paid me. We thought it would be funny. I did it. That was that was the he got super buffed the season after he got super fat right like that well, was the, yeah. the the reason for that or something. I think that was the long term thing is like I'm gonna get really big and then just get rid of it. But yeah, that guy's awesome. Mm. I like I like that uh, that whole cast actually. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun that's a fun show. So what what are your thoughts on Thor: Love and Thunder at this point then? Like we last time we saw Thor. He was getting onto that. Uh, he's getting onto the the Benatar. I think is it, was it the Benatar? Is it still the the what's the girl the from Nostromo? The what? It's the Nostromo. No, let's it's be real. It's like they're, they're gonna they're gonna go find Xenomorphs. That would be crazy. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, crossover. like he was still uh, Dad Bod Thor, uh, if that's what you want to call him. So that is true. Yeah, I hadn't considered that. How much time? Even when he uh, when he blew up with the lightning, he still had the gut. Oh yeah, he was like mm-hmm. like fat Viking Thor. Yeah, which I loved, by the way. I love that he wasn't just like, and now I'm ripped. He's just like, <laughs> nah, like now I just got the power of Thor again, uh, man. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm still worthy, as he said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for Love and Thunder. I'm just ready for a new goddamn Marvel movie, man. <laughs> we, you know what? We, it's just a little over a month. Just a little over a month. I mean, Until, one, of the, one of the clear positives of COVID, right? Like, 
superhero fatigue is clearly gone because we're all jonesing for a new Marvel movie. <laughs> even you. Yeah, even me. I was like not even into it. And then now I'm oh, well, WandaVision was really great, like exceptional. Mm-hmm. And I'm kinda hooked again. But yeah. But like this this movie, Love uh Thor Love and Thunder, the two movies I had specifically skipped were the direct prequels to this movie, the <laughs> Guardians movie and um, Ragnarok, I watched because of this show, so that way I would not be uh, out of touch when we did the the rankings. So now I get to be thoroughly excited for this movie because I watched those other movies. So thanks to Journey into Mystery. You're welcome. <laughs> I need somebody to grab just the sound, just the soundbite of "Thanks to Journey into Mystery." That would be a good I, thing I need- to add to the theme music. Well, that way we could just toss it into other podcasts. <laughs> I'll be your ad. That's fine. No, uh, not, not even that. Just like somebody's talking, it's just mouthful going, yeah, yeah, thanks thanks for turning into mystery. Wait, where did that come from? Don't worry about right. it. <laughs> don't ask questions. Uh, Case wants us to make an ad. I'll, I'll make an ad. Don't, don't you tempt me, no, Case. Case. And you will run it in front of your podcast. Case, actually, Case has been asking me for an ad for like, probably close to a year and i've been like yeah i'm gonna get to it and just have not gotten to it all right all right case come here here's your ad ready do you like comic book movies particularly marvel films because if you do hi my name's ian i hang out with mitch we take a journey into mystery every single wednesday you can watch us live you can listen to us later in the car when you're by yourself and you don't want to tell people you listen to podcasts about marvel movies that's fine no judgment but we're here for you we watched all the MCU. Now we're going through all the old ones. So buckle in. Mitch is going to take us there. Boom. That's your ad right there. <laughs> Done. Clip Cut. that. Use that. Put that in front of everything you want to put that in front of. You were like <laughs> in another world there. You just took <laughs> off. As Anthony Mackie would say in the, the bloopers to all the Avengers movies, cut the check. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you can listen to Journey to Mystery on your Raycons. By the way, this is spot I wish. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Thank you, Magic Box. We'll get question, there. Question about Thor before we uh, move to the next thing. <laughs> um, Jane Foster's in this, right? Oh yeah. Yes. And she's supposed to be getting the hammer. And that I didn't mean that sexually. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you didn't. I mean, we don't know. It could be both. It could be. It really could. But I don't know. I'm kind of excited. Same. It feels like Natalie Portman is just like way above whatever they're going to have her do again. But at least she gets to be involved. I think that's good. So we know in the comic books, when Jane Foster gets uh, the power of Thor, she becomes, you know, the bigger version of herself, the more muscular version of herself. But in the MCU, when Cap grabbed Mjolnir, and he was he's deemed worthy did he also get the power of thor he didn't change body shape but then again steve rogers is already yeah steve rogers is already huge and at the his peak physical shape so do we get the transformed jane foster when we get to i know i know there's that leaked studio uh set set photo of her with the huge arms but i don't know if those were real or what was going on with that picture so I, I hope she doesn't have to wear fake arms. No, it's like the episode of SpongeBob where they're just like inflatable. 
Um, but I mean, Steve was throwing lightning around. He was true. You're right. So I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I, and I think that if she's gonna become like, if we're getting like Jane, like Jane Thor, then she's gonna be Thor. Like she's she's Thor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So of I course also, she's gonna have the powers. I feel like Natalie Portman is down to work out and commit to a role because she always commits. Oh yeah. So if Marvel's like, hey, we kind of want you to bulk up for this role, and they throw Marvel money at her to work out, <laughs> what if we just get yoked Natalie Portman in here, just like, okay. I'm leading the Marvel Universe now. What's up? <laughs> you can't afford me, but I'll be the I'll be the face. That's fine. <laughs> I'd be down. Oh yeah, that'd be fantastic. Oh yeah. Um. Wow, I'm loving you tonight, chat. This is a lot of fun. Sorry, I'm reading all their stuff because Case is here and he's throwing out facts and magic bollocks is being magic bollocks. Uh, <laughs> it's just a good time. Uh, What's case Magic throwing out there? That la- uh, Lady Sif is going to be salty. Ooh, about 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 Jane Thor. Is Jamie Alexander uh, coming? Back? She is. That would be cool. I think the last report and, was uh, that she was. Uh, case is saying just like all these different instances of people who became Thor that got Thor's powers. Um, Superman. At one, oh, wow. I, I guess. Yep. Um, uh, JLA Cap- Avengers. Uh, Cap did, but didn't change. Uh, obviously, Beta Ray Bill did. Case, and the list goes on. Case, what what do you think uh, our chances of getting uh, Kevin Masters as Thunderstrike? I really thought you were going to say the Thunderbolts. <laughs> Not yet. I always and get there. I was going to say, it is too early in the episode, Mitch. <laughs> <clears throat> but... Uh, for the audience who might not know that reference you just made, uh, who is that? Kevin Masters Thunderstrike? Yeah. So at one point, there is another hammer. It's called Thunderstrike. Uh, oh. And you have a young man who takes up the role of Thor or the position that he would take up. Uh, and he, he, calls, he calls himself Thunderstrike when, when he hits the hammer and gets the powers of Thor. Oh, ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Almost King Arthur in, in a way. Yeah, true. Very true. So there's the there's that. I think this movie's going to be a lot of fun. I, I know there's the, we have reports that there's going to be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in them. Uh, we're going to have more Valkyrie. We're going to have Jane Foster. So there's going to be there's going to be a lot. I mean, obviously, there's a uh, Korg. Because Taika Waititi is in that picture also with the Korg head above him, and he's wearing that garb, which is just awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm all for it. Um, so Case just said Throg changed. True. And, and Throg is the Frog of Thunder. That's right. Um, That's a and, frog uh, that looks like Thor. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Just... Just as it says on the tin, like, (laughs) (laughs) is this like same same comic as Spider Pig or (laughs) similar? Yes, interesting. Or Peter Porker? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would have to agree here, case as well. Uh, I think we'll get Throg in a Taika movie. I could, you know what? I could see Taika throwing that in there, and we're supposed to get Uh Beta Ray Bill, I think, too. 
which, which would be great. Yeah. And I want him to voice all. I want him to voice everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Taika should voice everyone. Uh, hi there, frog. How are you? How's it going? <laughs> What's your thing? Oh, I'm just a frog. I make thunder sounds. <laughs> <laughs> No, it should be the other. Uh, Jermaine Clement should definitely have a voice in there, and then also, um, what's the the redheaded dude? Um, Alan Tudyk. No, not Alan Tudyk. The one that's the guy that's, who plays their manager. Yeah, in Flight of the Concords. Yeah, Yep. I forget his name. I, can, I like him as an actor uh, too. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. Oh, I is that the him. guy who has the Harry Potter party? And, yes. Uh, yes, yes, yep. that guy. That yeah. guy. <laughs> that guy's great. He's also in Jumanji. And welcome to Jumanji. <laughs> welcome to Jumanji. Yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> Forrest Darby. Darby, no. that's right. Yes. <clears throat> Rise Darby is his name. Uh, okay. Reese. 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 Reese Darby. Reese. Rias, whatever. I can't read. I'm not paid to read. I'm paid to make memes and look cute. Ian's a, so, a Twitch gamer. No reading. Right. <laughs> I don't have to know how to read anything. Just give me your money. I'm cute. <laughs> okay. I also wanted to talk about all of the rumored people that are going to be showing up in the next Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Now, the most recent one that I've heard of is a direct correlation to the movie we're going to talk about today. Willem Dafoe showing up as Norman Osborn Green Goblin as the main villain to Spider-Man No Way Home. How do you feel about that? Because I do not care for that. I want Willem Dafoe to be in the movie, and I'm sure I'm glad he's going to show up as, as Green Goblin, but he shouldn't be the main villain, right? I agree. Tom Holland should have his own Norman Osborn. Yes. That's exactly where I was going with that. I think it'd be cool to get like a council of Norman Osborns. You get like, you get like three of them, maybe four of them. And they're all like, no, I'm the real goblin. And then you have this like weird infighting thing of like who the real green goblin is. But because of that, all of the spider people that are involved in this movie have to get involved because like, just Tom Holland Spider-Man can't take on like six green goblins. <laughs> that would be wild. I mean, to me, and I think I've said it on the show before, but like you get the oh, and I'm I'm losing his name. I'm losing actors' names all over the place here. The actor who voiced uh uh Miles Morales in the Spider-Verse movie as a more adult Miles Morales to show up and help out Peter Parker, a young Peter Parker, I think that would be pretty awesome. I think to speak to that point, uh, if they don't have Miles Morales and they do a Spider-Verse storyline, it's going to hurt. Like, they're not going to get good reviews. Like, it will tank the movie just in that fact alone. So if it is going to be this very timeline, all over the place, all the past villains kind of return of or uh, rise of skywalker-esque disney bullshit uh, <laughs> i hope they at least do that part right because otherwise it's gonna be all for nothing no matter what um personally even though i don't know if he's involved at all i think it would be cool if this is just another mysterio and then mysterio carries over oh that would be pretty awesome be fresh but 
I, I wouldn't want them to tease multiverse again like they did in the last movie and then just and then be like ah just kidding it's all illusions i i get that i i do i i feel like it keeping the story tethered to this trilogy mm-hmm. i think if they did bank it off mysterio it could still work but at this point you're right like it, it has to be it has to be the crazy multiverse like we're going all over the place like Alfred Molina getting told that, well, you died, but it doesn't really matter. I think that also <laughs> steers towards that as well. Yeah. Well, let's see. <clears throat> Ricky brings up a really good point. In this movie, will 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 he be the friend or the foe? Uh, I mean, that would be actually quite the twist if Defoe came in to be the friend. Ricky, that actually hurt me to say out loud, and I love you. <laughs> so you have to know that. <laughs> well, so how does it work with Harry Osborne then if they're going to bring Norman Osborne back? Because Harry's always the best friend. And I mean, in the previous two, he was at least, well, he went from best friend to old best friend who shows up and is kind of a weird guy that nobody likes. And then he's non existent in the Tom Holland ones. This is true. So how are they going to, is it just going to leave him out like completely? You would think? I, I, I think they're going to leave them. And unless they bring in their own version of the Osbournes in this movie. Because, uh, I mean, technically he's still he's still going to be in high school, I believe, at this point. So have him have a, a new Harry Osborne, a new Norman Osborne show up. And, and when he has to fight the other versions, he has to look at them different and be like, whoa, wait, what's going on here? Do I need to worry about these guys? All right, now hear me out, because <clears throat> we've been kind of, well, it's been two posts, but we've been kind of think tanking this in chat for a minute. Um, what if we had Nicholas Hammond show back up with his bodyguard, like, ninja samurai guys with the kendo sticks, but he's played by Nicholas Cage? Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So Malfoy, because this is a really deep cut and because this is something I would not normally get if I, I only watched the movie the second time, but (laughs) um, (laughs) Hammond is the bad guy from the first like late seventies made for TV Spider-Man movie. Um, And he's nowhere else to be seen ever again, comics or TV or anything. He's just this throwaway bad guy that has kendo stick wielding samurai bodyguards. I mean, if I don't see kendo stick wielding samurai bodyguards in this movie, I'm going to riot. Of course. (laughs) Abara set, Disney. We all know you listen. Yeah. Oh, no. It's a running thing that I talk to. I I talk directly to Disney and Marvel many times. So, hey. Hey. (laughs) Fix yourself, Marvel. Do you have time? We'll, We'll talk about this. We've had the whole pandemic and you haven't hit me up. I'm upset. <laughs> uh, but yes, Alfred Molina has co- has confirmed through interview that he is going to be there. He's even talked about him being on set. Jamie Foxx has confirmed uh, that he's go- he's going to be in there as Electro. Um, we have not gotten any confirms of Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield showing up. <laughs> um, sure. I think Kirsten Dunst, no Emma Stone, straight up denied that she was she's in the movie, uh, and that well, was when she's she was dead, so like it's okay. It, there you go. Her Gwen Stacy also, is dead. 
I think this is another Harry thing too, because like Gwen Stacy doesn't exist either. Yeah. So it's just kind of like there's really no need to have a mirror if there isn't one anyway. True. Kirsten Dunst would make sense because MJ, right? Right. That would be that would be interesting. Like, what do you mean your mate name is Mary Jane? Her name is Michelle. But <laughs> <laughs> you both go by MJ. It works. It works. Yeah. It works. Uh, they fill a similar role. And and Sony has come out and said that this is going to open up their universe. Their Sony. Their how do they put it? Marvel universe or their Sony universe of Marvel characters uh, for a multiverse. So it will make it so that all the characters connect Venom and Spider-Man and all that stuff that's going to be adjacent MCU stuff will be more tightly woven in. Okay, hear me out. If Venom can come into this, right? Then we need the me- we need the Venom mirror. We need Topher Grace back. No, <laughs> Malfoy said no. Yeah, Malfoy said hard no, but I agree with that. Me, <laughs> I don't even think Topher Grace wants that. Okay, uh, but I mean, <clears throat> hold, hold, where is it? Dearest Topher, you don't have a choice. <laughs> get in the symbiote. Come on, get in the symbiote. My spider sense is tingling, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> get out of uh, here, dude. Excuse me, Malfoy, spoilers for a movie we haven't watched on the podcast yet. True. That was actually a really great impression there. It really was. I thought Topher Grape was in the room. Thanks. I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, he does have a new sitcom on television right now, so he might not need the money yet. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> he can just put out his re-edit of The Hobbit if he wants. Does he, he have a re-edit of the, of the Hobbit too? I know he did Star Wars. Oh, was it Star Wars then? I thought he did The Hobbit, but he he did something as like a, a therapy while he was being a, a KKK member. For Black Klansman. Oh, really? Yeah, I know he did. He did Star Wars. I didn't know if he did. I don't know if he did Hobbit or not. But yeah, he he makes his own edits. That so if he can just put those out, that'd be cool. <laughs> release the release the the Topher Grace cut. The Is Topher that the cut. New hashtag. That's right. Starting it now. Well, that's it. <laughs> case you have a bigger following than i do <laughs> i think malfoy's actually tweeting it right now i'm gonna go retweet it <laughs> uh all right any other characters you would love to see show up in this spider-man no way from no no way home movie which mm-hmm. comes out in december we don't have a trailer yet but this movie's coming out in december yeah they'll probably comic on it i mean they don't really need to put out a trailer it's spider-man right like we're all gonna go see it it's true, but I, it's it's Sony. It's not it's not Disney. So like, they're gonna oh, promote p- promote the hell out of it. That's true. I don't know. I just I hate it because I know they're gonna spoil shit in their trailers. That's why I'm like, put it out in November. Like, <laughs> give, give me time to think. But uh, I think it would be cool if we got because we haven't. Well, I guess maybe they, this would be an antithesis of what I was saying before. But if they had Uncle Ben one of the Uncle Ben show up would be pretty big. But I don't know if they need it. 
because Uncle Ben has skipped over in this as well. So there's no mirror. That's true. That's true. I mean, they could easily use. I don't actually. I don't know if that first actor who played Uncle Ben is still alive or not. But they could use uh, Amazing Spider-Man's Uncle Ben, which is. Uh, I want to say Jed Bartlett because he played Jed Bartlett in West Wing for so long, and I can't think of, Martin Sheen. Martin, they, yeah. they use Martin Sheen as uh, as because they use J.K. Simmons as as uh, J. Jonah Jameson again, so they could easily go back to that well. Are, are you guys on board with that? I, f- I forgot to ask the J.K. Simmons part. Yeah, being the cameo of being like the same J. Jonah Jameson in in this one as well. I'm on board with that. I, I have no beef. J.K. Simmons is the only J. Jonah Jameson that could ever be cast. Show me someone else who could do the role, and I'll show you a liar. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty iconic for them to to bring him back in the second movie. Um, the, the fact that like they made him Infowars. into yeah, exactly. The fact that they yeah. made him into an Infowars kind of guy instead of the newspaper like was just like perfect. Yeah, I, I kind of at first I was like, oh, really? And then if, after a moment, I was like, no, they really couldn't recast. And also this, you're right, with the Infowars thing, like that joke like was worth it. But it was just one of those like I, it, anytime they do cameos like that, it just feels cheap now. I don't know if I'm just too cynical, but like anytime <laughs> that happens, I'm like, yeah, OK. So I know yeah. that you waited a while before you watched Far From Home. Did Was that spark, was that part spoiled for you? No. Really? It was a complete shock. I had no idea. Okay. Awesome. You're welcome. I could have told you, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I hold I hold your I hold your viewing experience in my hand. Like a like a baby bird fresh out of the egg. I allow it to exist. That's the only reason that it exists in this world. Because I let it. Thank you, Godfather. <laughs> I think that's way too much power for one person to have. Okay, so Ricky just said that OG Uncle Ben is uh, is dead. So, like, rest in peace, Uncle Ben. Um, but who would you recast, and why is it Tom Cruise? Mm, I'm glad Andy showed up. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> With Marissa Tomei looking the way that she does, would Tom Cruise be that out of the, the picture? No, like, it would not. It would not. There's no... There's no scenes that make sense for Uncle Ben to be sprinting somewhere. <laughs> you don't know. The mugger would have, was like trying to catch up to him. <laughs> With his perfect running form. You know how this time travel is going to take place? What if there's a lot of running? Uncle Ben is actually Spider-Man. Oh, there it is. What? It's Uncle oh. Spider. Uncle Spider also hangs out with Uncle Cracker for some reason <laughs> <laughs> all day long. Just listening yeah. to that. Uh, I don't know uh, who would make a good Uncle Ben in the new un- universe. Um, the first thing that came to mind was uh, Dylan McDermott for some reason. I don't know why. Dylan McDermott. I, so. This can't happen because you're going to understand why it can't happen when I say who it is. Um, but you asked that, and the first face that came to mind was Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Pocket Sam. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I'm down with the Dylan McDermott. Yeah, pick. right. I don't know why that face came straight to my to my mind first, but that's who I went with. Um, have you seen Perks of Being a Wallflower? I have. That dad has Uncle Ben energy for sure. Oh, it's been a while. I have to, I have to look that up. No, it's him. It's his character. It's Dylan McDermott. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like that when you said that, I was like, yeah, totally. Just redo Perks of Being a Wallflower. <laughs> Ricky wants Joe, I can never say his last name, Manginello. Joe Manginello? Yeah. <laughs> After being Flash, he comes back to be Uncle Ben, like the biggest Uncle Ben ever. <laughs> I, I love that. Or, um, you know what? Give me uh, give me Warburton. Ooh. <laughs> interesting. That would Peter. be interesting. <laughs> Peter. Great power comes great responsibility. You just think about that. Hey. <laughs> That was pretty. That was pretty All awesome. Right. <laughs> it's just the, it's the simple like kind of breathy names that you can say, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> you just sound like Joe now. Yeah, I mean that's the same. That's the character. <laughs> a guy tried to steal my car, but I shot him instead. Yeah, that's a good impression. It was a sad day. <laughs> Uh, I mean, did you sh- what's the what's the the Ray Romano's brother in Everybody Loves Raymond? Ah! Brad Garrett. <laughs> there you go. It's just Ray. It's just Ray Romano. It's just Ray Romano. Peter. Peter. <laughs> Man. Ah, Peter. I'm trying to teach you lessons. Peter. I'm trying to teach you lessons. And and May. His, his, uh, his brother is in uh, the Jimmy John's commercials now. He's That's right. Like a, That's right. A yeah. really thick New York accent the whole time. It's great. Try to teach this kid how to be spun. Ma, come back. All right. We, we've 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 went long enough. Let's go ahead and start talking about Spider Man two thousand zero two. Two thousand two. There it is. There it is. Oh man. What were your thoughts when you first saw this trailer? If you can remember that far back, twenty years ago. I just remember going, Hell yeah, Spider Man. I did not see the trailer before I saw the movie. And I, I don't think I saw the trailer until like later I looked it up on YouTube. Because I think there were two, right? They had to they had to take one down. They did of, have uh, to take one down because he used the Twin Towers as uh, a webbing uh, to web up a helicopter. Uh, I remember because I, and I'm dating myself, was working at Blockbuster at the time. And we had... Uh, they right in front of a knight's tale they had the tra- this that trailer and the day before they had we had to take all of those down before they came out and and like uh send them back i'm jealous that you got to work at blockbuster i mean How it, great is a knight's tale by the way knight's tale is great amazing. also yes awesome amazing movie, movie. When, when journey into mystery is done we're gonna take a side journey into mystery that's just like how great is a knight's tale <laughs> This special but like, episode. But for like 30 episodes. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to go into each individual character and we're going to come up with uh, all their lives after that movie. 
No, it, it's just the same episode every week. You oh, okay. Don't, you just get excited about a night still every week. That's, you the, could do that's the, the whole show. You could do the other thing that people do. They, they they just take one minute of a movie and talk about that one minute for an hour. And then the next week is the next minute. You just do a minute. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of cool, but also insane. <laughs> but Spider-Man in, 20, in 2002... Uh, so then, if you didn't saw the, see the trailer, what were your first thoughts going into the theater, Malfoy? Uh, this this dude in the red spider costume looks cool. Uh, to date myself, uh, 2002, I think I was six when I saw this movie. So no, so, no, like, uh, pre-exposure to Spider-Man, really? No, this is, uh, this is like my fourth trip to the movie theater uh it's my first time going with my mom we had lunch afterwards a very memorable day but uh yeah no i just went in like mom i want to go to the movies because i love movies now and this one looks cool and she was like sure we can go see that i'm sure it's not anything crazy i don't know if this movie is that bad for six-year-olds i, no. I think it's pretty fine um it does have one of the hottest like on-screen kisses of all time I mean, it won like MTV Movie Awards Kiss of the Year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they still show it when they flash the the like whatever graphic for the vote too. Yeah, right. Sure, the, the OG. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I love this movie. Uh, I I don't know that the trailer would have gotten me more excited. I mean, I, I was six. I was down. <laughs> <laughs> um. So some some chime in from chat here. Uh, Ricky says that this was her intro to comic book heroes, and she was like, "Yo, this is rad." Um, and Case says, uh, and I quote, "I skipped school to go see it, and then still made it back for calc because I was scared of my calc teacher," <laughs> uh, which seems very on brand for Case. <laughs> I just I remember going to like the movie theater like six times in that first week going to so- see this movie. Like I, I this movie was just everything I wanted from a comic book movie. I mean, they changed up a couple things like it, we had the bio um, web shooters instead of mechanical ones. But other than that, it, it, it was Spider-Man like even X-Men before this in what 2001 like yeah. or 2000 had changed so. up things like it it changed up the lineup of the x-men it changed up you know origins and all that stuff but this this was it i was like wow this is what we could actually get from a comic book adaptation and from from the guy who made evil dead of an of all things evil dead and army of darkness actually at this point all i'd ever seen was army of darkness i hadn't seen the evil dead yet Army of Darkness is great, so like, that's not a problem. No, no, you, you definitely get that humor in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Magic Bollocks wants to know: Is Tobey Maguire anybody's favorite Spider-Man? To which uh, Garrett instantly responded with: Tobey Maguire isn't even Tobey Maguire's favorite Spider-Man. <laughs> He's not. And that's tough. That is tough. Toby Maguire. I treat Peter and Spider-Man differently because they're two like personas. Yeah. Then yeah, no, he's not my favorite Spider-Man. No, no, no. No, <laughs> he was a great Peter Parker. He's a great Peter Parker. He's my favorite Peter Parker. I would say that he's, too. He's an okay. He's an <laughs> think, okay Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's better than okay. I don't. I don't think any of them did a terrible job. No. Really. I'm, I'm not a fan of Andrew Garfield. Spider-Man. Andrew. 
Andrew Garfield. No, no, no. His Spider Man was fine. I didn't like his Peter Parker because he was cool. Yeah, his Peter, Peter Parker, Parker was, was terrible. Cool. Yeah. His, his Peter Parker skates, skateboards. Like, no, that's not Peter Parker. Uh, I I was I was all about his his Spider Man though. I thought his Spider Man was great. Like the quips yeah. came off great. Like I saw. We'll get to that when we talk about Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the for, for so since we just recently watched this again, how does the special effects and all that hold up for for the two of you? Shockingly well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think that speaks to the the color design too. That was the thing I noticed is like they went very simple with all the and then bumped the color saturation way up a lot of times. Like even look at Kirsten Dunst's hair, right? Like it's oh like a yeah, blood, blood red, like not even like a, a redhead. Yeah. Um, but then also like you look at the the human spider costume, it's just a red shirt with some blue here and there, and then a red ski mask. It's very blocky, the same color. So when it's super dark out, like even though it's dated, like you can tell, I'm not going to say it looks like it could have came out last year, but it, it fits. Like it, it's almost like you wouldn't want it to look better. Like, or at least I didn't think it needed to look any better. Speaking of the human, human spider costume, I catch myself doing the bone saws ready all the time, like all, all the time. Ricky was actually, uh, I think she was first in chat today with bone saws ready. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right after we went, right after we went live, that's what she said right there. <laughs> I um, mean, it's such I got a you good for part. three minutes. It's pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. Rest, dude. Rest in peace to the Macho Man. Oh. You know, like, I I miss Macho Man dearly, except for the end of his career. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about the end of his career because that was just that was just weird. Um, <clears throat> he definitely in this role proved that the cream does rise to the top. Um. Yeah. And okay. Uh, you so need to slap it to a snap it to a slow jump. <laughs> there's there's a part of that scene that I want to touch on briefly because this may have been the most inappropriate part of the movie for a six year old to watch. It's just when he's walking to the ring and all of those women are just embarrassing him and berating him until he got to the ring. My first thought was like, somebody's into this. I am sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's that one guy in the ring. Is just like, oh, he's so lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yell at me. Um, oh, if I could be Peter Parker in this moment. I appreciate too, because uh, like it wasn't campy when they do the Amazing Spider-Man. Like you feel like that should be like a eye roll or like roll credits moment. But like when uh, Bruce Campbell. Wow. Bruce Campbell, thank you. Yeah. Says it, you're just like, yeah, that's exactly what this guy would say. And honestly, and it took me a Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it took me a moment to realize that's what had just happened too. And that's the power of Bruce Campbell. Like that is his voice and his delivery of just like the yeah, like doing his best Bruce Buffer like kind of thing of yeah, it, it's perfect. You're right. I just realized that that's Bruce Campbell. Yep. <laughs> that's his cameo in this movie. I'm so upset that I haven't noticed that. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, it, his his cameo on the second one's better, but that's most things. So we'll get to that one on the, the next show. <laughs> so real real quick question, um, because we're going back through all of the like Marvel properties and everything like that. Um, Tensby just pointed it out to me. 
we don't have Italiano Spider-Man on our list of movies that we need to watch. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. It it, it was not on the <laughs> Wikipedia page of Marvel movies that don't belong in the MCU. So I guess I must have just. I mean, I must have passed it, it up. Like it's got act. It's got action <laughs> and suspense and goblin. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think I think I've, I have yet to see that as well. I have never seen oh, it. Oh my god, Malfoy! We're what? Anybody in chat who hasn't seen Italiano Spider-Man? It's less than an hour long. It was somebody's college film project. It involves luchadors. <laughs> I think I think right now what you're doing is a pitch in season three. So I yeah. think that's where we're at. <laughs> also, Japanese Spider-Man is is great. Yep. Get some uh yep. get some Bollywood Spider Man in there. The the emissary of death. <laughs> that's that's Japanese Spider Man. Uh but anyway. <clears throat> Hooray season three. That's what Garrett just said. Uh anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. You're uh, fine. Emissary from hell, that's what it is. So the most like for me the most unbelievable part and i know it's it's dumb to be talking about an unbelievable part in a movie where a kid gets bit by a spider and gets spider powers uh he sews that suit together himself see that is crazy for sure like it definitely (laughs) implies this this kid has should have way higher skills and should be getting a job much easier but uh he he also is just immediately good at hand-to-hand combat which blows my mind Right, and I think that I think that's the the addition of the spider sense is you can be good at hand to hand combat if you know where the the punch is coming from. But then also, like that whole car chase scene, like blows my mind. Like he is so expertly swinging through and then like doing all these like kicks and landing on cars and like I'm just like, dude, this is your first time. This is awesome. Good for you. I mean, Good like, you ain't never had just, like, an innate talent of something? Like, <laughs> he's Peter Parker. I mean, he's he's a photographer and he's a scientist. But, like, first and foremost, he has dormant physical capabilities that just needed a little bit of better DNA to wake them up. Yep. That's, that's the first thing I think of when I think of Peter Parker's dormant physical abilities. <laughs> <laughs> and sewing. And sewing. Uh, but... Like I love that scene where we get to see him uh, exp- use his spider senses for the first time, and it's against Flash Thompson, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I wouldn't want to fight me either, Joe Manganiello. And he just like throws that punch, and he looks at it like, like Tobey Maguire plays that off so well. <laughs> Sam Raimi directs looks, that scene so well. He looks at that punch like, bitch. Like, <laughs> what is Wait, this? Am I doing this? <laughs> and then just grabs his wrist, turns it punches him against the locker like and of course everybody's like oh man that guy's a freak like well th- which is stupid right because it's like so you think he's a freak because he didn't lose this time right like, exactly right. He didn't get his ass beat so he's fucking crazy like what are we talking about <laughs> yeah. what, we, what we need to do is we need to go back and re-edit that scene with um the, the napoleon dynamite like break the wrist walk away break the wrist walk away <laughs> Was Try it, to hit me. Uh, Rex Quando? Rex Quando. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you think it was a mistake to have the Green Goblin as the first villain? No. I, I mean, 
what what foresight would they have had to know they were going to get another one and green goblins like probably the easiest right he's the he's the big one he's the big one just and, so just like in 1989 batman you know you use the joker in the in the first batman movie out, out so you use the big villain that's that's your 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 thinking yeah i think that had to have been like i don't think they thought they were getting a sequel right yeah I, i'm sure they were and, hoping they would yeah but i, I don't think they planned for it no. like, they didn't have the trilogy planned out well obviously but yeah that wasn't <laughs> something that uh they were like banking on getting Doc Ock in the sequel or something. Tell, tell us how you really feel about them not having a plan for the for the for the trilogy. There. Third movie. <laughs> what? We'll, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, um, it, it wouldn't have made sense if you tried to do the movie with like Rhino. Yeah. Or like, I'm trying to think of other. Like you couldn't have done Mysterio. Maybe you could have done Mysterio for this one. That was but the big rumor that Bruce Campbell was going to be Mysterio for the longest time. Which would have been so sick. Are you kidding me? And that like the three cameos that he had were like all part of Mysterio kind of just playing a prank on, on Peter Parker. I've been next to you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Very Mysterio. Um, but I yeah. think Green Goblin works with the theme of this movie specifically, though. Because I, th- I think this movie is about um, like consequences of your obsessions so what green goblin becomes also like transforming peter's like this is a coming of age movie for him too like so there's a different way you can look at transforming throughout the movie too but um like the monsters and the consequences of collateral damage from science maybe specifically i don't know um but then the opposite ends of that because it's got to be somewhat relatable same v same type stuff so Norman Osborn was kind of perfect because mm-hmm. the way that they did the him having to commit to his science uh, experiment with the um, the gamma ray stuff, like I, I I mean this this movie's awesome. Like the script, I think works so well. I don't know if they could have just substituted somebody in and got the same effect. Like I'm sure there are other transforming. Like they could have done done the lizard, right? Kurt yep. Connors. Yep. Which we probably got had in, the same success. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think you would have got the same success. I think you're you're absolutely right that you had to go with the the big bad. You had to go with the the person that is known. Yeah. And would I have liked to see a, a different villain, like a different Spider-Man bad guy? I mean, sure, but I think that's me looking back. Mm-hmm. Yeah like thinking oh, we've seen goblins so much <laughs> well this like, this movie also does the thing that we've now deemed kind of a cardinal sin for these comic book movies of killing off its villain at the end of the movie right yup i was gonna bring that up because you know how the hell are you supposed to bring them back if you kill them but in this particular franchise they do a good job of bringing back willem defoe's yes. uh, norman osborne uh, yes, it's all psychosis inside of Harry's head, but what a way to bring him back! And I like the way that they that they played the relationship between the Osbournes there, and like the I guess we're not there yet, but like the building jealousy between like that like Harry has for Peter when it comes to his this, his own father. Oh, this poor guy has <laughs> never stood a chance. 
He right. tried so hard to fit in and be another person. He just wanted to be like his friends. And they wouldn't let him. His dad wouldn't let him. And then every turn of the way, it looked like people were stabbing him in the back or using him for something. Like, this dude, just, he never stood a chance. And then on their graduation, his dad starts giving this speech about, um... I wrote it down a second. Uh, commencement. The end of one thing and the start of something new. He gives this speech, and then it cuts to Harry looking, dejected, and then he starts to pursue MJ. So it's like this whole, like, Peter inadvertently steals his dad, so he's going to steal from Peter. Ah, this movie kicks so much ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, James Franco as Harry, or yeah, Harry Osborn uh, plays well off of Tobey Maguire's uh, Peter Parker. Like, you, you believe in their friendship, and then you also believe in the unwilling rivalry between the two of them, like the unknowing rivalry. Uh, Norman Osborn definitely pits the two of them against each other. Peter might not know about know of it, but like. He's being Harry's being compared to him often, right? Like he comes in and Norman's like, "I hear you're very you're very good at science. I'm somewhat of a scientist myself." Like doesn't talk to his son that way. He talks to this guy that he barely knows but has all this respect for. Yeah. And and the uh the immediate like just grin on his face when uh Peter says, Oh yeah, I read your your work, I wrote a paper on it. That's right. He's like, You you understood it? <laughs> and then just like, Oh, I okay, my son's not even here right now. It's <laughs> crazy. You know, yeah, Harry never stood a chance. <laughs> I'm I'm something of a podcaster myself. <laughs> uh the I remember the and it plays out the same way in watching it this time around but the thanksgiving scene like it's so intense just everybody you know the knowing and not knowing who knows who doesn't know what you know what's happening in the scene oh peter's been up in his bedroom this whole time that didn't you know never even saw him come in like it's all just i don't know i love the way that scene plays out I like when um, Aunt May calls him on bleeding through his shirt. And then, like, Norman's just like, oh. <laughs> oh, you sack of shit. <laughs> We've been out here chasing each other around. Like, he puts everything together right then. And it's just like, oh, damn. How'd you, how'd you that happen? Got hit by a bike messenger. <laughs> the, whole, the whole conversation was like, stop asking fucking questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is very much mirrored in the the Spider-Man homecoming scenes, like, right? Between the Vulture yep. and, and Tom Holland's Peter mm-hmm. Parker. Like, it's, oh, I'm going to go ahead and drive you two to the prom. Oh, no, I don't need you to. Yep. Yeah, I'm driving you. Like, that's how it's happening now. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And then we're going to have a conversation about... <laughs> how I might just murder you. <laughs> and both scenes do a great job of letting the actor as they, like the character figures it out. Their reaction is what tells the audience that mm-hmm. they figured it out. There's no like verbal cue. No one's saying like, ha I got it. <laughs> like they're letting you understand like subtle things are happening. And if you know, you know, there's no point in your Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. How, but how great of a scene would that have been if we got J Jonah Jameson going, ha, you're a Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of, great character moment for J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, absolutely. Goblin yes. asks him who takes his pictures, and he doesn't give them up. No. Yeah. It shows that J. J. Jonah Jameson has integrity. He just is like a dog with a bone. He, he wants more pictures of Spider-Man. Like he, he needs to have that menace unmasked. But yeah, he's not going to give up Peter Parker. That's that's not who he is. If if Spider-Man had an OnlyFans, <laughs> would would J. Jonah Jameson subscribe because he just wants those pictures? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Then he wouldn't have to pay Peter. He could just have <laughs> But but he doesn't know that he is still paid Peter. He's still paying Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of like like Spider-Man Ludes making it onto the front page of the Daily Bugle. See how much of a Some menace medics. this guy is? Yeah. <laughs> Some role model. Uh but yes, the J. Jonah Jameson, uh, J.K. Simmons is, is perfect casting, as we said before. Uh, Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brother, coming in as, uh, I don't, what is he? He's a, a reporter, a publisher. I don't know what he is, but he comes in and he's uh, always being rejected, right? <laughs> Get out of oh, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the copy guys. Yeah. He comes in, he's like, we have a problem with an ad. It was supposed to be a three quarter. Ah, you know what? Shut up. Move the move this one to page seven. That one to page six. Uh, like save him a quarter of the price, or whatever. And he's like, okay. He's like, leave. Like I love that. <laughs> I like when he goes here? back. He goes back on his price too. He's like, we'll give him twenty five percent. Nope, we can't do that. Uh, we'll go ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how much of that was actually scripted for that's, that's for a, JJ. That's a good question. I don't know that. That's a. Uh... I feel like you kind of you kind of. Words are hard. You take J.K. Simmons and go, all right, you're cheap. You're running a newspaper. (laughs) You want pictures of Spider-Man. And go. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure he would have had some ad libs, but I I don't know. I don't know if he was he at that point in his career yet. This was probably his breakout, right? Uh, Well, I think I think Oz and Law and Order were more of his breakout. But like, I think you're for film. I think you're right. Definitely makes him more of a, a household name. Yeah. Right. Um, also, young Elizabeth Banks as yeah. Betty Brandt, secretary to uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Like, we get Joe Manganiello, James Franco, Elizabeth Banks in this movie. Like, there's a lot of random cameos. Like, uh, Jim Norton is uh, the comedian, Jim Norton. He's yep. one of the trash guys. Uh, Octavia Spencer is working the table before the fight for the wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, who else? Uh, the Stanley cameo. I think it's just him saving the kid, right? Yep. Yeah. It's and it's really quick. Like really if you quick. aren't looking, you absolutely missed that one. I mean, this is back back at the beginning when the the cameos yeah. were really quick. You didn't even have talking parts. Um, who now else? a part that might have been inappropriate for kids, as you brought up, Malfoy. Would have been, to me might have been uh, when the goblin kills all the Oscorp people up on the balcony. Like he throws the goblin bomb, the pumpkin bomb, and it and they turn into skeletons. Like I feel like, and obviously I was in college when the movie came out, but like for a kid that might have been scary. As, you know, as the kid who saw it, um, I saw it and went, "Whoa!" <laughs> like we yeah. we don't we don't mess with the goblin. Like the goblin is obviously a bad guy, so it makes sense that the bad guy would have something that just kills people. Yeah, 
I think I had the same reaction, really. I was just like, whoa. I, I mean, the the movie kind of set it up. He already got the... what? Do you think that was a rhino prototype, the little uh, hoverback thing that uh, the general gets ambushed at? I didn't think about that. It could have been. A rhino prototype. I was just thinking roughly just on shape. Yeah. It looked okay. kind of like maybe like a... I don't know. It could be. So she... Like, so... They just eventually decide, like, nah, hover's a little too crazy. We'll just make it, like, a big walking tank. Yeah, and it was gray. I mean, I might have just been, like, generalizing. No, like, like, it it could be it could be an idea. But, um, yeah, that, I think that scene's scarier. Like, when the, the pilot recognizes that there's a missile inbound and he gets scared and then you see him blow up, he's, like, recognizing certain doom. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But after that, yeah, once once they, I think it was kind of uh, a given that all those people were going to die. <laughs> after that, that court, they're the they're like, yeah, you're out. I'm like, yeah, no, you're you guys are dead. <laughs> I mean, uh, but there's there's one thing for dying off camera. There's another thing for an explosion, and you see their skeletons, and then they just you know disintegrate. Like to me, that I thought, I thought that might be yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty. You're right. No, that I definitely should not have saw that as a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that scene too, uh, thinking of uh, Harry and MJ, the moment where uh, he's like, I wish he would have wore the, the black dress. That scene, for me, felt so like, Harry, I want to be on your side. And then that scene, they take it from me. Because like I was saying before, He's like, he never stood a chance. And I, I kind of sympathize with the way people treat him. But in that moment, I'm just like, bro, don't be gross. Yep. Come on. Yep. And that's, that's, and then, that's him chasing that, that father respect, like, right? Like, I have to do everything so that my dad will finally recognize me. And it's, it's making him gross. So I, I get what you're saying. And I think it's right after that. Where we get the phone call of him like, oh, I'm taking you out. I'm going to buy you something. Because it'll make you feel... It's like, it's not going to make her feel... It's going to make you feel more in control of the situation. You're disgusting. Yeah. Stop being gross. And just appreciate that you have a a very attractive girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Which reminds me. The scene when uh, Peter runs into MJ outside the diner. And she's like... uh, She's walking away. And I don't know if it's just bad... ADR or if it's uh, just the way that Kirsten Dunst said the line that day but the don't tell Harry like she throws in a weird accent right there and it just always throws me off I I, I, I know what you're saying because I, I used to think like wow why did she say that like a child yeah like, it, like she puts a weird like kitty thing like playful maybe she's just trying to be playful and it came off odd but yeah I know what you're talking about it, it definitely <laughs> felt like what well, What's going on the, there? I got like a really awkward vibe where she's like, "Like, yeah, we went to high school, but I don't really know you like that. Why you approach me on the street? This is weird." <laughs> and then he gets really like, he's like cool about it. And then at the end of the conversation, that's when he gets weird. He's like, "I won't tell Harry," and she's like, "Ha ha ha ha! Yeah, all right, see you, bud." Straight up creeper. <laughs> Right. The second time that they run into each other, when he takes two trains and a bus to get over there just to be in the neighborhood, yeah, uh, that whole conversation is like, I I wrote a note where I was just like, who do I like more, honestly, Gwen Stacy or Mary Jane? 
because when he's like, oh, it's none of my business, and she's like, isn't it, though? Like, that moment, I'm like, fuck, I love Mary Jane so much. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Favorite scene from this movie? Go. Uh, I I don't know why I love the scene. (laughs) I think it's just the reaction that Aunt May has to it. It always makes me laugh when Goblin shows up at the house and sends her to the hospital. Because she's like in the middle of praying and he's like, and she's like, Satan. And like, it makes me laugh. The fact it's that he throws. Not... Sorry. No, no, go for it. Yeah, the fact that he throws in the finish it. Like, I was like, it always like, ooh, it's so weird. It's so, it just creeps me the hell out when he says that. Right. Too. It's just like, what is this? <laughs> it's just adding uh, the horror element to it. It's got to have some sort of religious backbone. Yep. Yep. I'm in. Um, I'm, I'm in for that scene. I'm glad you picked it. Yeah, in. that scene's great. Number one favorite scene though has to be uh, the amateur wrestling, because getting the Macho Man to be this like underground wrestler, who's a big time like peak of his career wrestler, operating not as professional wrestling operates. <laughs> no. You don't just to get a civilian in there for three minutes and see how much you could kick the crap Where out they, of them. They toss him a chair and then Peter's just taking like the stiffest chair shots to the dome. <laughs> and then they give him a crowbar. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're trying to kill this kid. What the hell? And then the promoter only gives him what? A hundred bucks? A hundred dollars? Yeah. Uh, that's three thousand dollars for three minutes. Uh, you did two minutes, so that's a hundred. No, 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 no. By this logic, that's two thousand dollars. <laughs> Come on now, don't be a turd. It's easy math. Um, and then the, he has, the Peter has that line in, in there. I forget what what's the beginning part. He goes, I failed to see how that's my problem. Well, not that part, but when he's in the actual cage and he's and he's like, I like your hair. Oh. Did your wife do it or something like that? Is oh, I like your outfit. Did your husband give it? That's to you? what it was. <laughs> yeah. It's a I don't know. It's always just like a it's it's Toby Maguire's attempt to, to to do the wisecracking and it doesn't quite work. I didn't know that Spider-Man was homophobic. So I know, right? That's I'm terrible. Gonna, I wrote uh, down gay jokes in my notes when that happened. 2002. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Magic Bollock says Peter was not progressive. No. <laughs> <laughs> but to the to the point of the cracking jokes, uh like the Spider-Man gap between who peter is that toby excels at and then when he's spider-man it just doesn't feel like the same person there's like it's too far i feel like this peter wouldn't make those jokes right you're right i think i think you're absolutely right what is your favorite scene malfoy um okay so my favorite scenes from all three of these movies are the smaller character scenes not necessarily the action moments so uh, I got to go with the OG, the Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility scene. It's a good scene. It, it still gives me chills every time I watch it. It's, it's the best. No one will ever come close. That scene, <laughs> that scene breaks my heart, like in the car outside of the library where he's like, look, I'm not your dad. He's like, stop pretending to be. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> this dude raised you. He said he moved in at six years old and you're about to graduate high school. What a turd. <laughs> Like, who? Who are you? (laughs) Hurts every time. 
somebody like, come Man. get this somebody come get this boy before I hurt him. <laughs> like <laughs> No, you have another one? Uh another scene, let's go with um oh yes, another moment when uh Peter takes out the trash and he very earnestly and very confidently gushes about her performing when she was younger. <laughs> And then just completely commits. He's not embarrassed. He's not worried. He is just completely honest with her. And I love it so much. That is a good... That is a good moment. Because you see the confidence that he could have. Right. If he wasn't so awkward. Mm -hmm. And then, you know... Everybody else has to get involved. And there's the new car. And... Everything sucks. And a great character moment for Mary Jane as well, because she's saying she wants to be an actress, and it's like this weird surprise. But then she leaves afterwards, and the implication is like she's acting her whole life. Uh-huh. Like her yeah. being with Flash is this performance. Especially because you see it multiple times throughout the beginning of the movie, where she goes from being self-conscious, insecure, crying, to just switching it around. Like, oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? It's like, Beautiful. And it's such a small thing, but it's it's gorgeous. Uh, mine are definitely the scenes when he's first getting his spider powers. So coming down the stairs and doing the little like run up the wall, the catching all the food after MJ slips, and then just trying to get the webbing to come out of his hands. Like you get the go web go, go web go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like it, it, those the, the the origin story scenes, the scenes of like trying to get everything to start to work right, like is is the stuff that always gets me. So up, up and away, web. Yeah, fly. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Away, <laughs> Shazam! Fly. <laughs> when he hits the wall, I, I definitely appreciated that when I was little. That was like well, I, I laughed really hard at that. <laughs> I just caught this one though. It's him hitting a windshield. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's a bug hitting a windshield because the billboard is of a lady driving a car. Oh, my and goodness. And he hits wow. the windshield. Yep. Did not put That's that awesome. together. <laughs> so, like, well played. <laughs> I like that. Good on you, Sam Raimi. Good on you. Right. Uh, what is Chad, the... do y'all have any favorite moments? Yes, please. Like, while, we're, while we're going through other stuff, do y'all have any favorite moments from this? And... If you are listening to this in the future, I could have asked you, but you're not here. So, like, that's on you. That's on you. I have a question. I have a question that's kind of not very specific to this movie, but it does apply. Okay. I miss slow uh, credit sequences at the start of films that take their time and have visuals that kind of give you a vibe or, or like a sense of what you're going into. Because the opening credits with the webs coming in and then getting like the kind of quick character drawings and stuff. Mm-hmm. They do it in the next movie too. I, I love that, and and the opening credits also take quite a bit of time. You're like sitting in there getting ready, like yes, I'm watching Spider Man. I don't know if that's just a me thing, but I did appreciate it. I I think you're right. I think it gets you into the good head head space for uh, this movie, and and I feel like this and the the first X Men movies did the did the, did that too. Like the X Men movies did it with all the genome stuff and DNA, whereas this one does it with spider webs. And like I'm about that, but sometimes they're a little too long of the <laughs> sequence, 
and I'm like, we get it. A lot of cool people worked on this, and these visuals are tight, but like, I'm here for a movie. <laughs> I'm going to see all of these people's names at the end again anyway. It's for the late people that need that we're still getting popcorn. <laughs> well, they suck. Learn to be on time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the what's the toy? I mean, I'm sh- th- I know there was a bunch of toys that came out of this movie, but what's the toy that you want? Well, I had a playset like diorama that was the final battle between like Spider-Man and the Goblin, and it was uh, like beat up like battle torn suit in that like busted up wall and everything and it had little pegs so you could like pose spider-man because it was like completely articulated so you could like pose him all crazy on this little set and i was like i like that a lot that was i spent a lot of time playing with that toy i played a, a lot with wrestlers like action figure wrestlers when I was little, and uh, superheroes just got added. Like, it's like, yeah, Spider-Man's on WWE this week, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had a couple of Spider-Man action figures over the years. Yeah, okay, so if Spider-Man showed up on WWE, <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that story arc. No, but nobody would win. It's literally a superhero. Like, what, what are you going to do? Uh, aren't wrestlers just superheroes and supervillains? They don't literally have superpowers, is my point, though. Yeah, but, like, Spider-Man would agree to, like, all right, so I'm not going to use webs. I'm just going to beat you up. Still can kill somebody with a punch to the face. Yeah, but, like, so could any other wrestler if you believe it. (laughs) That's the key. That last line there. (laughs) If you believe it. Yeah, so, like, whatever. Um... Well, that's why the... the, um... Marvel Universe, the Marvel comic book universe, has the the powered wrestlers. Like they they have the wrestling league that has people with powers in it. I love that. Really? Yeah. That feels like a fun like I don't know TV mini episode like holiday special thing that needs to happen. I don't know. I, I'm all for it's it. Like, it's like people talk shit about that movie Real Steel. Like that's just Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I love that movie. But. Uh, I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> any any uplifting movie with Hugh Jackman in it is probably awesome. Like, have you guys seen Eddie the Eagle? Yep. You will cry at the end of that movie, guaranteed. I love it so much. I, they're happy tears, by the way. I I cry at Greatest Showman every time I watch it. <laughs> so I'm saying Hugh Jackman, he's magic. <laughs> he's, he's a magic man. Uh, I I was gonna go the same same direction. I want the the bone saw and human spider wrestling playset, like just the cage and everything. Like I think that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Um, that final scene, the the death of the Green Goblin, and the 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 betrayal that Harry sees when you know Spider Man is dropping off the dead body. Like how does how does that sit with you for the end of the movie? Obviously, Green Goblin does himself in by trying to get the last blow in on Peter Park or on Spider Man, but that scene's pretty uh, not child friendly as well. Now that if we're gonna keep talking about like, that, I feel like I feel like Spider Man didn't have to take the body back to the house. <laughs> I feel like he could have just been like, uh, somebody dead. <laughs> Come pick up your boy. I don't know about that. Because, like, it would be pretty... 
I would feel disrespectful if you left your best friend's dad dead in a random ruin somewhere for nobody to find ever. Even if he tried to kill you? Yeah, that's that's the caveat, Malfoy. The dude Peter, tried to kill you. But Peter Parker is better than the average person. Peter but, Parker's just better than you, and you should just recognize that. Well, you think you're better than me? <laughs> Peter Parker's better than most people, let's be honest. <laughs> If Peter Parker's better than me, how am I supposed to feed my kids? Now you think you're better than me? Uh, <laughs> Peter Parker's better than me. <laughs> Damn right he is. You suck. Uh, <laughs> no, the homie just tried to kill you. Sure, he's your best friend's dad. But if your best friend's dad is some like supervillain and you are a superhero, all bets are off, dude. <laughs> I guess Granted, in a ho- Spider-Man Homecoming, he goes out of his way to save Vulture because that's his not-girlfriend's dad. Right? And, like, it'd be wrong to just let some dude die. But Spider-Man didn't kill him. He killed himself. He just moved out of the way. Both yeah. times. Both times in this movie. Yes. Yep. With uh, Uncle Ben's killer as well. Yeah. He doesn't kill people. He just happens to not be in the way of them dying. <laughs> I mean, that's Batman and Batman Begins, too. I don't have, I don't to, have save to save you. you. <laughs> it's it's not the right message. <laughs> that's yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> uh, what do we want to see? And that's kind of how we started off this conversation. Uh, what do we want to see in the coming phases of the MCU that we saw in this movie. I want to see Green Goblin. Yeah. See, I want to see I want to see Green Goblin and Hobgoblin at the same time. Okay. Oh, that would sick. Like I want them to pull some like father-son shenanigans. See, but I have a hang up with that because it feels like that only would exist for fan service to people who like the Raimi films. Because there's really no reason for that to happen with the current Spider-Man. So I don't think Harry was ever known as the Hobgoblin. I think he took on... No, he was just Green Goblin. Green Goblin and New Goblin. But Hobgoblin uh-huh. would be Ned. Well, not Ned, but Ned. Uh, so, but Hobgoblin, yes, sure. Let's let's get... What's the other guy's name that play, that is the... It doesn't matter. Uh, get the Hobgoblin. Hey, Yep, come on, Case. What's the the other? What's the name of the other guy who wears the hobgoblin costume? Uh, Time is money. Money is power. Power is pizza. Come on, Case. Let's go. <laughs> we're getting pizza. <laughs> Maybe. So, if we're doing two villains potentially from Raimi, and we're only, are, are, do you think it's only going to be Electro? No, I think we're definitely getting a bunch of different villains in this movie. No, I mean for uh, Garfield's uh, oh. franchise. Who else? Uh, who? So it would be Connors was the villain in the first movie. Hopefully we don't get Paul Giamatti Rhino because that upset me quite a bit. I love the Rhino and that was not the Rhino. I also love Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. I, I do love Paul Giamatti. So give me him as something else, just not as the Rhino. Yeah, just it was a disservice to both the character and Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yes. But uh, what was I going to say? But what if they do... Dane DeHaan, Green Goblin 2. Please don't. 
<laughs> there was the there was the the Easter egg or nod to all the Sinister Six in that, and uh, if we could have got any one of the other ones, I would have been happy. But I don't. Yeah, who else was a villain in in uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man? I can't. I so, can't think of anybody else. Just, just lizard, electro, goblin, goblin. And then there's like a tease that um, what's it called? Harry's assistant is Black Cat, but like that's just right. a name drop. Yeah, it's just a name drop. So, so, um, Magic Ball chimed in with uh, introduce a new goblin, uh, Hemogoblin. But I read it as hemoglobin. That's what he wanted. That he wanted. You I to know. Because, <laughs> ooh, I'm gonna steal the oxygen out of your blood. <laughs> um, uh, but then Case actually came through with uh, Jason Mackendale. Okay. And Roderick Kingsley. That's the one. As yeah, Demon Goblin. Roderick Kingsley. It's a dope name. <laughs> right. Like that's that's a that's a that's a noble name. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm guessing you're only gonna get Electro from the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. The only one worth bringing back, really. Yeah. I mean I like Lizard, but there's Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well there yep. it is. Oh, oh, oh. Other thought, other thought, real quick. Uh, they did cast and confirm Craven. I don't know if you guys talked about this. We did. Yes, we talked we about did. it last week. What, okay. do you, what are your thoughts? Let's, I want to get it out there. Uh, One, what are your thoughts of the casting? And two, what are your thoughts of a Craven standalone movie, which I think is ridiculous? And I love Craven the Hunter. So I'm not familiar. I'm not super familiar. I know, like, a gist, like, he is a hunter, like, for sport, right? But I don't hate. Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson, but uh, I I'm not like super big on him, right? Like he was fine in Tenant. I I thought he was. I was like, holy crap, he's in this. But that was about it. I, and I'm I'm almost positive that's the reason why he got the role of Craven the Hunter is because his role in Tenant. Like he looks like Craven the Hunter there. I, mean, I did make the obligatory joke last week, and I'll do it again. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would not have made that joke. Uh, any last thoughts oh, from when, the chat? When, when Mitch texted me about it, hey, did you see the, the this casted for Craven? That was my response. Was, huh, didn't see that coming. And that's the only response you should have that, to that. It is. Right. It, it's the perfect one. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I I have no other thoughts on this. Um, I don't think chat really does. Okay. Well, Malfoy, where can people find you online then? If they want if to, if you would to like you. to follow me, uh, I am Alex L Lusardi on Twitter. Uh, my last name is L U S A R D I. If you would like to follow me, um, I don't have any other socials, so yeah, one and done. So I think that uh, Alex should plan for since he's he's going to be back for Spider Man Two, and it's his favorite movie that he should do a live tweet while watching it, and everybody should join him while doing so. Uh, yeah, done. I'm definitely rewatching it, maybe twice yeah. before the next time. So, so pick one and live tweet it. But you have to let us know before you do it. That way, yeah. we can be around for it. It's yep. gonna be on a weekend, so I'll All give plenty it. of notice. All for it. Ian, where can people find you online? 
Before I tell you where you can find me, I need to let you know that now that you have Malfoy's last name, if you're trying to steal his identity, let me know. <laughs> I have lots of information on this boy, Jesus. and I, I will sell it for the right price. <laughs> you just have to subscribe to Ian's OnlyFans. Uh, I might have to. I might have to cancel that live tweet, everybody, on the account of it won't be me. It will be Ian. <laughs> I think you just need to look to see if a uh, like a Malfoy type of handle is available <laughs> out there. Uh, I've tried. I, I think I have one, but it has a four for an A, and I don't like the way it looks. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, then you even put it in your in your in your uh, bio there of like resident Slytherin, so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, if you want to find me, if you want to be here on a Wednesday when we're recording this at 7 o'clock Arizona time, because Arizona is the only place that doesn't believe in time zones. Um, so you can find me at Ian Flux on Twitch. That's I-A-N-F-L-U-X. And on Instagram, I am the same name there. And over on Twitter, I am Ian Flux 12. Again, <clears throat> That is I-A-N-F-L-U-X, and on Twitter, I-A-N-F-L-U-X, the number is one, two. And if you ask really nicely, Mitch might tell you where to uh, where to find him online, but you have to ask really nicely. So, so Mitch, would you please tell us where we can find your OnlyFans? <laughs> just like I'm branded everywhere, it's Mitchipedia. GEM. You just look for that. Look for that. You'll find it. What What does the GEM stand for? The GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. That's correct. The rest of Geek Elite Media can be found at, at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekleetmedia.com. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Geek Elite Media for exclusive material that you can only get if you're one of our patrons. Just like cases. Thank you, Case. And uh, if, if you subscribe to the max tier, Mitch has to hang out with you. It's true. It, it is <laughs> that, true. That's that's the highest tier. <laughs> Mitch will come hang out with you. I'm slowly but surely saving enough money to make Mitch come hang out with me. <laughs> uh, and whatever podcatcher you use to listen to this, if you listen to it as a podcast, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time. This is Journey into Mystery on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. Geek out. You remembered, Alex. I didn't you know did if I was going to be early or not. <laughs> no, just jump in. <laughs> uh. This concludes our broadcast.